Welcome to the Lone Star Plate Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong, and we are coming to you from Permanent Record Studios in Austin, Texas. The Lone Star Plate Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to our website, texasrealfood.com. You can search your city for local restaurants, stores, butchers, farmers markets, and more. We're using organic, fresh, artisanal, and local sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. Now let's get started. Okay, so we have secretly ordered food food from Henbit. It's a new Yay. American fair. Yeah, you like Henbit? Oh, yeah. Using seasonal farm-to-table ingredients, and we used Uber Eats. We ordered one order of Harissa marinated chicken. Harissa is like a North African chili paste sort of thing. Uh, it's coming with roasted summer squash, crispy chickpeas, yogurt, and roti flatbread. We're also getting, also, yeah, boneless short rib, roasted sweet potato, pickled vegetables, and cilantro. And they have something very exciting. They do these shrub sodas. So we're getting a couple of those. It's basically just a refreshing soda that's supposedly rich in health benefits that aid in digestion. So shrub is like a syrup uh, combining fruit, sugar, and vinegar. And it can have different herbs and spices as well to impart additional uh, flavors. Uh, They can use it like for alcohol, drinks. uh, You can just have it as a soda, which is what we're doing. Yeah. So as we wait for the food to arrive, um, we are getting ready to have some delicious chips and salsa to (laughs) munch on. So uh, because as we all know in Texas, chips and salsa is an essential table snack, right? So the salsa is provided by Jaime's Spanish Village. It's a Texas staple based here out of Austin that offers a delicious line of Tex-Mex salsas and queso. So go to JaimeSalsas.com to find out more. Now, time to introduce you to my guest. She is a contributing writer for The Austinot, a hyper-local blog focusing on all things from Austin, Texas, food, entertainment, and culture. She is also the founder of Reach Social Media and PR. She's a globetrotter, a fierce writer, <laughs> And I'm proud to say I've known her for years. Let's welcome to the Lone Star Plate podcast, Jolene Jernigan. Hi, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You excited? I'm so excited. Me too. This Me is too. always fun. This is going to be fun. We're going to have some good food. Snacks. Right? I'm sorry we don't have the chips yet. So, you know, yeah. Super Look, stoked. some things happened. We don't want to get into it. <laughs> uh, but the chips are coming. They're on their way. They're in route. Uh, and when they get here, we'll... We'll crack open we'll the salsa and, and get that going. Yeah, actually, the food isn't, um, you know, too far behind. So yeah. have you had henbit before? I have. I, I've never had them. Yeah, I love them. Um, they're, they're one of my favorites at Fairground. Yeah. Uh, I love the short rib dish I've had before that oh, you really? described. Yeah, and it's really <sighs> good. I to try that. And I had their lemongrass yeah, shrimp, which I don't know if they still saw have that. anymore, but that's really good too. That. And I've had it with shrimp, and I think then they made it with chicken at one point. But that was that's also really good. And they had a good had breakfast, good. lunch, and dinner menu. So we're getting stuff from the dinner menu, but man, awesome. the stuff I was seeing on uh, breakfast and lunch looked delicious. Everything looked delicious. Yeah, and um, everybody talks delicious. about their monster cookies, and every time I go there, they're sold out. Really? Yeah. Oh, I should have got one of those. In fact, <laughs> when Case was on, he suggested uh, we have something sweet. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't a complaint or anything. He just said yeah. it was a suggestion. Hey, because we asked him and we send an after show survey. So oh, okay. in that, he's like, yeah, maybe something sweet at the end. I think he just has a sweet tooth or something. Maybe. You know? I don't know. I already yeah. had something sweet today. So you did? Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right on. Um, well, good. I'm, I'm really excited to eat this food. Um, so it's real simple. Um, we get the food. We yeah. eat it. All right. And we just talk about it. That's like, fabulous. It's pretty simple, right? Like yeah. there's not much to it. So I'll tell you what. I've got some good questions for you. 
um, you know, just while we're here waiting for the food, right? Absolutely. Like, let's do that, mm-hmm. which it isn't far behind. So I keep looking at the phone, um, checking the messages. In fact, we'll just get an update here. Boom. Yeah. In Trevor, let's just throw this out there. Trevor had like a heat, you know, exhaustion uh, episode. So he's in the lobby Poor of the deep. studio here, just kind of getting better, getting some water. And he'll be in in a little bit. Maybe. Hopefully. We don't care. I mean, I just want him to get better. I, I feel bad he's out there. Um, but we, we're keeping an eye on him. we got a wet towel on him. We'll yeah. keep him hydrated. So it's, hopefully it's he's... It's still 100 degrees here. Yeah. So I'm kind of having to run double duty here. Uh, so excuse that today. But we'll, you know, we're going to make it happen. We're going to pile through. That's what Texans do. We don't, you know, we don't <laughs> let this stuff get us down. That's right. And we're actually, we're doing a, net, a podcast in a little bit, too, with um, someone else, Nick Saunders from Carabao Express. I don't know if you're oh, Filipino yeah, fun. Food. Yeah. I had that so. at the Far East Fest. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, right on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get to some good questions here. Okay, okay. so I did want to have, you know, your writer. I think that's so cool. I love, uh, you know, that you do that. That's really great. I, I've always feel that I'm just really not a good writer. You know, I don't know how to do it really well. And it's nothing really I've really worked on. I think like anything, you got to work on it, right? You got to like put the time in. So my question was, um, and nothing crazy here, but I'm just curious, like what interesting new articles you're working on? Anything new you want to talk about? Uh, Maybe something in the, you haven't done yet or that's in the pipeline you're thinking about. Well, one did just come out on Buenos Aires Cafe, which I love. Yeah. They just launched a new brunch menu on Saturdays and it's fabulous and you know, it's just like it's one of those places that's been around 14 years, and it's right there in the middle of all the new development on East 6, and I just totally. want people to say, hey, look at this place. It's Trident too, man. Yeah. Go there. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, I'm also working on one for The Surreal Sea, which I'm really excited about it. It is the coolest. Uh, so Ion Art is the company, and they make kind of all of the big, massive signage and neons in town. Got it. Like okay. the big ACL guitar they oh, made. Yeah. They oh, maintain cool. the neons that stayed in Paramount. Like the, the Tom's Market cowgirl, they made her. Oh, okay. Like a lot of iconic. I didn't realize there was a company behind that. That's oh, cool yeah. to know that. And That's... that colorful ATX in front of Whole Foods. Yeah. And I think the Mahdi sign. I mean, it just, the That's list cool. goes on and on. And so they just are like, we, we make all this cool stuff all the time. And, you know, it's. Let's let's just have a party. So I think two years ago they had surreal jungles. So they've got like a giant Olmec head. They've got, oh, wow. you know, a big gorilla, a big like crazy zebra, big <laughs> statue of this giant lion that you can like That's climb crazy. onto. And oh, wow. uh, and then so last year they did surreal sea. So it's all like you know jellyfish and mermaids and oh, wow. like a gigantic so it's like neon a one mermaid day event. Or it stays open. It's a one for... day event, and so it's oh, okay. November 9th this year. But That's I went last year. Oh, happy birthday. That's crazy. Mine's the ninth mon- is. I mean, mine's November Monday. 9th. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. So, uh, yeah. So it's just, it's a, like a big dance party. They have a DJ. There's like smoke. Last year, you kind of go through this huge head that 20 people could fit yeah. in that they've, you know, built with like steel and gigantic glass eyes and neon. It's got like a humongous oversized like disco ball, like an angler fish and these crazy teeth. And you walk through and then it's got like these lit up rib cage that you kind of like you know, walk through. It's just amazing. And everything is just bright and glittery and sparkly. And they've got 
glow-in-the-dark face paint and people dressed up like lobsters and sharks and mermaids. And <laughs> I love that. I'm totally dressing like a mermaid this year, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> that's cool. You get to dress up too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really cool. fun. Super They want you to be part of the art, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just excited to see what they have that's new this year because they give you little glimpses, but you don't really get to see until you're there. You know, they do that's cool. stained glass. I mean, they've just, they do it Is it expensive to go? Is it free? Is it? It's, it's not expensive. I'm going to say tickets are 20 bucks, maybe 25 okay. but in that, yeah, that's in that good. range. That's a good range. And it's a good night. And, they've, you know, totally. they've got some, some food to buy, some drinks to okay. buy, okay. you know. Yeah, got to have alcohol. If you're dressing up like a shark, right, like I'm sure you're going to down a few tequilas. <laughs> Otherwise, like, I know. Not, you know what I mean? <laughs> land shark. <laughs> you might, yeah. Land shark. Totally. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. That's Absolutely. Funny. So, that's yeah. That's cool. That sounds great. Surreal. Okay. Yeah, right so on. that's coming up. And then the Thicket Food Truck Park is my other one I'm writing in October for the Astonaut, which is a nice, you know, that food truck park down south. Yeah, and yeah. they just had us out. I'm also the marketing chair for the Austin Food Blogger Alliance. Yeah. And so oh, they just had us out for like hats. a happy hour. Many hats. Indeed. Many hats. Yeah. yeah. And so they, you know, put out like five or six of the trucks kind of just put out this massive feast so we could try everything. And so that's my next article. And then Surreal sees after that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's great. Damn, see, that's cool. Like, thinking about, are they sort of like, you think of them like investigations? Like, do you have coming up? Do you ever do any writing like that? Like, sort of like, I don't know, yeah. digging up dirt. I don't know. You know, you see these movies, right? Like, we these do journalists. Up dirt I don't on know. The I don't we know. We're going to try and find like, cool stuff in Austin and tell you about it. But, yeah. I mean, I can do journalistic writing, but I just haven't had to sure. do too much of that. On the side, you know, you're like a private eye, got a little desk somewhere, yeah. then, you know, in a smoky room, you take these, you know, yeah, well, yeah, we'll do an investigation <laughs> on that, we'll look into that, you know, like deep seeds sure. of Austin, what's happening, I don't know. That's well, what. you know, I mean, there are some things that are longer term projects that I'm talking to a few people about, but just haven't materialized yet, but we'll see, but yeah. That's cool, I mean, so you do have to plant seeds, right, like for some of this stuff. You have to plant seeds for some of that stuff. Follow and, up way later, yeah. and yeah, that's and, Cool. And writing for the magazines are a little different. So when I wrote about Fairground before it opened, it was the architecture issue for Tribeza, and I wrote about uh, Daniel Woodruff yeah. and Daniel Woodruff Studios. That kind of the landscape architect, but he kind of like kind of drove the bus on getting all of the other architects and and artists together, and you totally. know making that whole space where it's like a usable outdoor space and just a cool food court. And yeah, so. That's awesome. So you do a little bit more in that. When I wrote for Founding Austin, you know, you go and kind of interview people and write their stories. It's it's a little different yeah, writing a little than a different blog, writing. you know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like food, right? When you're cooking different food, it's different styles, different whatever sure. goes into it. Um, I, I always bring stuff back to food or mu- or writing music. Yeah, it it all feels the same to me right. in some ways. So I guess creating a story or a storyline or a narrative or whatever, like yeah, yeah it's kind of the same thing. You gotta make notes it changes it forms it maybe it started off as one thing and definitely as you started to dig in it, it yeah. becomes something else you right know? yeah you might want to narrow it down or yeah. even broaden, or broaden it. it yeah if you find oh you know what there's actually more here than i thought yeah. that's cool that's got to be exciting though right if you're absolutely digging into something yeah I mean, and, and the opposite when it's not right you think right. it's bigger and you're like damn this is going to be a blurb. Just now. a one-off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then those are great because I always think, oh, this time I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm just going to read about one little thing. But then you start talking to the people and they're sure. so passionate about what they do and their food yeah. or their, you know, 
event or their work and and you kind of get swept up in it. And so sure. it's like you kind of realize like I, it has to be a bit bigger story than just like a, a simple like, hey, here's a restaurant I ate it. You're going to like it because it's like, <laughs> you know, you feel like yeah. they're really like, it, it's like I've told you this before, but it's almost like sacred. You know, like people are trusting you with their stories. That's and a good point. It, it's an honor yeah. to be given that trust to be that's able cool to that you think put that it way, out though. in the world. Yeah. yeah. That's cool that you think that way. I'm sure there, I mean, I'm sure a lot of <laughs> most uh, writers do take pride in, in what they do. Uh, but I'm sure there's some that don't just don't think that way. They may not even know to think that way. Right. You know, did you always think that way or did it occur to you later well, at some point? Or did you ever write just like, I'm writing what I want. I don't care. You know what I mean? About whatever. Yeah. Well, when I do my travel writing, that's different. And, uh, and in fact, I'm going to be reading a story at One Page Salon next month. Oh, shout yeah, out. first okay. Tuesday of the month. Shout out! Absolutely, I think it's the fifth, but yeah, so it's going to be fun, <laughs> and that's different because that's just my voice. This is like what I would do. Like I'm sitting down, usually in some foreign country, having some wackadoo experience or traumatic experience, but then you know it. I want to go and like sit down and write a letter because yeah. back then there wasn't Facebook and all that. So you sit down and kind of write a letter and go, you know. How can I retell this story to my friends back home that's not just whining and complaining? Totally. You know, I want to make it interesting for them to read. I want to make them laugh. And so then you kind of like get over yourself and laugh in the retelling of the story too because you make it hilarious. You see the the funny part of it from like, you know, looking in from the outside when you sit down and kind of say, this is the voice that I would write, you know, yeah. a letter to my best friend. In. Okay, and we're back. All right, we got the food. Yay. Delivered from Uber Eats. I mean, you know, it was crazy. I walked down there. <laughs> I forget my phone up here. I get locked out of the studio while the oh. podcast is going. <laughs> I got to use my Apple Watch to call the Uber Eats lady, and she's driving around, can't find the place. Oh, no. Yep. I'm worried about Trevor on the couch dying of heat <laughs> exhaustion. Then I'm worried about how I get back in the studio now that I got the food because the door is closed and it locks behind me. It's not good. But the Apple Watch. I call Grant, who runs the great studios here at Permanent Records, who went and got us the chips and went, you know what I mean? Awesome. He's just, he's awesome. Grant, this records, yes. just really quick shout out, Permanent Records Studios, Austin. It's why we're here. They're awesome. That's yeah. why we're here. They're awesome. Yeah, it's a cool spot. Okay, but we got some great food. It arrived. I'm going to let you open that up. All righty. Just see what, I don't know. I don't know what's what. This one's the chicken. That's the chicken? Looks Pretty like sure. it. Pretty sure. Yep. Yes, Boom. It is. Short ribs. You know what All I right. think they did forget? Where's the chicken? The roti. The roti? Yep. Oh, like? The bread. Oh. Yep, totally. They forgot that. Uh -huh. Hey, we're honest here, guys. You know, you're going to do the deliveries. I paid three fifty extra for it, and I don't. we don't have it here. Uh -oh. So I'm not upset about it, but yeah. I am being transparent. Right. right. I'm just being transparent. Yeah. Uh, it did not arrive. It could be Uber. It could be. Could be Uber. It could be. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's true. We don't know uh, if they didn't put it in the bag or it got left out of the bag. Yeah. Uh, it's usually wrapped in some sort of foil to the side. I could see how it could easily get misplaced or forgotten. Yeah. So it is an add-on. Not not sweating it. Uh, right. Everything looks great. So you've got the harissa chicken. I do see the squash. Yeah. Um, looks great. I love these and bowls. The chickpeas. These yeah. are these are good takeout bowls. They really are. Right. Like this is. Um, I'm happy yeah. with this. They're like, firm enough. Yeah, firm enough to eat but out of. They're not styrofoam. Totally. Yep. Yeah. These are great. This is good. The braised short rib has some beautiful uh, watermelon radishes here on top. Love these. I have sliced thousands of these when I worked at Loro. <laughs> um, hated doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, started using a Rotoku, if you know what that is. Anyway, 
Um, I see the squash on there. It looks really great. It looks like a Mac Chow there in the, the middle, sweet right? Potato. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it? Look, you know, with the mm-hmm. corn and everything and the carrot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna dig in here and yeah. just, you know, we're gonna see what this is about. The short rib. Ooh. Right that on. That looks really nice. It just looks. And this. What is this, uh, dude? That's yogurt that's supposedly supposed to go I'm with the, the chicken. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Boom. Yeah, that's some yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> fork. Um, the oil in there, I don't know. That's probably like a... Yeah. Uh, that's, prob- that's, yeah. that's probably more harissa with that yogurt is okay. my guess. That's what I would have done. All right. Let's go. Holy. So oh, good. man. This short rib is delicious. Awesome. Look, guys, these, these are some of the best, you know, minds putting together food in Austin. Absolutely. Right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, everything I've had from Hembit has been delicious. Right? I mean, yeah. talk about Emin Rye. Yeah. Holy cow. That right. place is amazing. Because it's a sister Some restaurant. It's the best meal Emin I Rye. ever had, honestly. Really? Like, man, I went one time and had this tasting thing. Holy cow. I just sat by the kitchen. Because I always like sitting at a chef's table. Oh, yeah. If I can, where it's like a bar sort of thing where you get to look in the kitchen. I, you know, obviously, yeah. uh, being a cook myself, I just love seeing how they prep it, how they... How everything, how they're setting it up, and man, it was just a show. Everything was just great about that night. The service, the food, the presentation, the you know, the ambiance. Um, yeah, it's a good everything. Spot. It was just a great experience, and the food. It was just unbelievable. You yeah. just knock it out of the park with that. You know, I'm in. Mhm, mhm. This rib was so good, so tender. Mm. Uh, really great flavor. I can tell it's been really slow cooked. Yeah, you know, I love the flavor of the chicken too, and. And yeah, because for a chicken breast, sometimes you worry that it's going to get dry. This does totally. not dry at all. It's totally. so good. And look, it's hard to get takeout, okay, with places like this. Okay, yeah, it's, it's been sitting for twenty minutes, kind of right. with the top on. It kind of steams it a little bit. Yeah. So I understand the presentation is going to be a little bit different. Like I see the cilantro, right? Like it's a little wilted. And that's not their fault. Mm-mm. That's literally from they from have travel. to package it. And sit. Yeah, it's from travel. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. I'm cool with all that. The flavors are here. Like I can imagine Absolutely. getting this dish right there, and whew. yeah. Holy cow. So, yeah, but they presented it well. Um, you know, I've actually worked for places that refused to do takeout uh-huh. because it just wasn't feasible. Mm-hmm. So they just didn't do it, you know, yeah. at all. You couldn't get to go either. You, like, when you, you know, you didn't finish your meal and you're like, I want to take that. They're like, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Some place like that. <laughs> what do you mean you don't do that? Yeah, we don't offer you to do that. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to take it home. Like, nope. You're like it's can't, mine. Yeah, you can't do that. It. You can't. You can't do that. Like I remember having to try to explain to some people that whole thing. I mean, one time I tried to literally give them our side of why we do it. I never did that again because it was a whole disaster. Like, yeah. there's a lot of times it's like a magic trick. Sometimes you, you don't want to know how the magic trick's done. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff with restaurants. We do things for a certain reason. And honestly, if we told you the real reason, it would just be this back and forth of this, that, and the other, and you're trying to get them to understand. But you know what right, I mean? You Your just side have to of things. Peeling and, back the layers. Totally. So it's best just you say one thing, and hopefully that ends it. And am I crunching on the mic? I'm supposed to eat. I always eat on the mic. That's what this. That's what this is about, guys. If you're tuning in, we're eating, right? <laughs> hopefully, you're eating with us. You got your own meal. That's right. Uh, you're kind of chomping with us. Yeah. You know, I'm getting ready to try the the Jaime's. Spanish mm-hmm. village salsa, uh, salsa. It's hot red salsa. So yeah, hot red. I don't. You know, we'll find out how hot this is. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't think it's too hot. I think it's just 
Perfect. Mm-hmm. With some Guero's chips. Yeah. Y'all know Guero's here. Got it. South Austin, Guero's. right yeah. off of Congress. That's where we're at, right off of South Congress. You can see the Capitol. Really great part, right? Like where we're at, where the studios are at. This is a really great part of Austin. It is. This is where people come shopping and hang out. So much out. going on. Yeah, like a you little know. pedestrian zone. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. This is where all the scooters are. You literally walk out the door here and see <laughs> a thousand scooters <laughs> lining up on the sidewalk. Uh, you know, <laughs> I swear I get, almost get hit by so many of those people riding, oh, man. Uh, you know, on the scooters. They look so much fun, though. You know, oh, yeah, I got to try the yogurt, right? Got to get Good some call. yogurt, man. Good call. Yep. Good call. Mm-hmm. Let's see, that's why I wanted the flatbread. Let's see. Yeah, I know. I worked at a, a place that did Indian tapas. And, mm. you know, I worked with an Indian chef. Yeah. And, you know, that flatbread or naan, as we called it, sure. was such an important part of every meal. Yeah. It, it's like the tortilla for a Mexican, right? Like for me. So it was like a tortilla. Yeah, like I got to have it. To, yeah. Yeah. Helps break up flavors. Yeah, yeah, break up flavors. Uh Use it on the dish. You know, you're you're soaping up things and soaking it up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a delivery system, I think, right? That's what what it is. Yes. A delicious Yeah, this is so good. I mean, the chips and salsa is great. You know what, Jolene, while we're eating here, let's get you some questions. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I have so many questions that I literally asked one. That's horrible. No, no, we're going to do this quick. Let's, let's, yeah, let's answer them kind of quickly. What do you think? Sure. Just a few. Okay. I got to do, I do have a quick fire round at the very end though. Okay. But that's not till later, but we are going to do that. But, okay. Your favorite Texas food city is Houston. Why is is that? Why? What do you think about, I I mean, I love Houston for food. Well, I think, I mean, you know, it was, a study just came out. Houston's one of the most diverse cities in the nation. And I think right there is probably a good start for the answer. You're right. Yep. You know, you've got every you get sort anything of, you want there. Yeah, the best Vietnamese food by far Good in call. Texas. I mean, you know, because it's Good call. Yeah. Good call. Right. Nope. Because That's of the, 100% the refugees and yeah. It's <laughs> so good. I, I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. The only bad part about Houston is getting around Houston to get, oh, yeah. to, to, get to all those great places to eat. It's true. Right. It's yeah. a horrible uh, infrastructure set up that way. Anyway, um, what's good food while you're writing? What do you like to while I'm writing get down on? You know, you, well, you got the yeah. laptop open, Sex in the City style. You, you're laying <laughs> down on the bed. You you, you know you, you got your notes sure. out. You're like I'm putting in an eight Bunny ten hour slippers, bond yeah, bonds. totally. Yeah, yeah, all that. <laughs> what do you you know? What's gonna be the dinner? You going heavy? You going light? You going? No, what are you going? I pretty go. I pretty much go like like this. My favorite kind of food is chippy dippy. So okay. you okay. know, it could be like some good baba ganoush or hummus oh, or that kind of thing. Right or, on. I mean, I do like like little bits of protein, so you know, like a little bit of chicken, like chicken shawarma or something like that, or that's always good. Mm, and like nice. get that sauce. I mean, I love all the sauces and like little cheese, like just something to kind of keep me a you cheese going plate as you're and going. Some chippy dippy, and I'm got it. So happy. Okay, yeah, that sounds actually probably what I would do. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in, I think we're in line there. Um, okay, tell us why Lenoir is your favorite restaurant in Austin. Okay. It is definitely— And it's amazing. It's amazing. I think—I mean, I think Todd Doppelchen and, you know, I think the chef have been just—I think they've been doing everything right. I say that a lot, but doing everything right since day one. I mean, they really put so much care and time into their ingredients and into their flavors, and the place itself is so intimate. 
without being like overly fussy. You know, it's kind of a it's it's super elegant, but it's not she it's not snootsy, you yeah. know? Not snootsy at all. It's like they're real, just nice people. Same servers have worked there for years. They remember you, even totally. if you go in like once a year. Totally. They've got that gorgeous wine garden with the shady trees and a beautiful wine selection. Good call. And they just know what they're doing. And I mean, and the service is impeccable. The food's impeccable. In the service. F- service, right? yeah. Good call. Glad you said that. Absolutely. It's so important. Yeah, I think just everything about it is divine. Um, okay, I like that answer. Um, okay, this one I know you kind of talk, you know, you got an opinion about, which I like. I do want to dig into this one a little bit more, so oh. we don't, we don't want to rush through this this particular question. Um, what? Okay, when you hear the term all natural, what does that mean to you? Well, not a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we've been told that it really about, about that. doesn't yeah. mean a lot. I mean, yeah. that if you see that on a label, it's kind of a it's a it's a cheap filler. To try and make you think something's perhaps more healthy than it actually is. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what we've been told. I mean, if it's not organic, non-GMO, all, you have to have all of the other sort of certifications because you can just say anything's all natural. And, you know, I mean, it's nice to think of it as, oh, this means it's, like, so pure and wholesome and from nature. But it just simply doesn't mean that anymore. Yeah. It's a tough word to use. you, you got to just know who's saying it. Right. Right. You got to yeah. know who's 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 putting that stamp down. Wh- where is it coming from? Exactly. Look like something like locally sourced, sustainable, yeah. you know, organic. Yeah. Those are the types of things that I think, you know, have some weight behind them because there are laws about have, about being able to use those types of terms. Yeah. Tell us about living overseas. Where'd you live? And was it hard um, adapting to the food? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's a big change. I mean, I know there's a lot of changes, but specifically totally. that change. I mean, other, you know, whatever yeah. else. So, I, I mean, I did kind of a summer in London waiting tables. I worked in a little crepe restaurant in Covent Garden. I uh, And that food was really difficult to get used to. Uh, the food in oh, London. If you're waiting tables in Covent Garden, you're not making any money. So if, you're, if you don't have a lot of money to go to the fine dining establishments that they have in London, there are so many... There's so many places there that it's really easy to go, you know, to the worst ones all the time. We seem to keep hitting the worst ones. And just, you know, the pub grub was not delicious. It was, I wanted it to be, but you found a few dishes that you liked, but it was just funny because, I mean, we just ended up losing so much weight because we were like, eh, you know, and then there was a Los Locos up the street that we could only afford, like, chips and salsa that we'd treat ourselves about once a month, like, to this restaurant from Texas, yeah. <laughs> go in there and have a Tecate and some chips and salsa and be like, oh, but yeah, <laughs> in Mexico, no problem, no adjustment. I mean, you end up sometimes eating something a little weird. Like yeah. I had a brain taco on accident once, wasn't a fan. Right on. I was like, oh, we're at my friend Mari Chu's house and, uh, you know, it was her birthday so that someone was passing plates of food yeah. and I grabbed it and I'm like, these onions are so chewy. It was like, like rubber in my mouth. And my friend Martha from Palo Alto said, yeah, those are sesos, which means rains. I'm like, oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, oops. Yeah, oops. And in Seoul, it was hard. I mean, I had a traumatic event on the first day. Yeah, well, they thought it was funny to order, like, something that they brought out and put like a live octopus in so each of the eight arms is trying to escape in a different direction going like help me help me 
help me. I don't like eating anything alive. I was fresh mm. off the plane, jet lagged. I said, I just totally. want something simple, like some beef soup, man. Yes. Man, this beautiful soup and everything was <laughs> boiling up. And then they're like, there's one more ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awful. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty they bad. They did it for your reaction. Then. They right, did. Right, right, and so right. I wasn't going to give them one. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, you're not eating much of your soup. I'm like, I'm not very hungry. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like, look hungry. at this. And yeah. like, would shove it in my mouth and make them see like, meh. So but you did eat it. I did. Yeah. I mean. Did you have to like cut off live, t- right? No. Were you just, were you just... So once it finally dies in the in the big, you know, it's like kind of a Korean Bunsen burner yeah. in this big soup oh, pot. Okay. And with, you know, the beautifully sliced beef and scallions and all of yeah, that. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great until, you know, this horror in front of you. And then, <laughs> you know, once once it finally stops begging for you to save it, the waitress you know, pulls it up by the head and severs its body with giant scissors and then kind of stirs up the soup and puts it into bowls. Oh, my gosh. And there you go. And I was like, you know, I've never wanted to get up and run from a table more. But I'm like, oh, hell no. I just signed on for a year here, and you're not getting me on the first day. Totally. I'm tougher That's than day this. day one. Screw Honestly, it you. probably was going to be, that was going to be the worst it was going to be. Right? And, it is kind of like was. three to the wolves, right? It like, was, yeah. it was. From that day forth. And, no and yeah, and I, I actually love one of the, one of the, Mr. Yan and Hwasu took me out to do that. And Hwasu ended up marrying my boss at yeah. the, at the, at the language school. And, um, you know, I still consider her a good friend to this day. I love her, but she's she's naughty as hell, obviously. You know, I mean, if she thinks that's cool, it's not. That's hilarious. But yeah, and uh, but yeah, and then Korean food is so popular here in Austin right now. People are just digging it, and it tastes so unique, so different from any other type of cuisine. But when you're living over there, you know, you go to the grocery store, and they're like, you know, they're gigantic grocery stores. And you go to the spice section, and it's the same. It's just different brands and different sizes of bottles of the same four spices that yeah. they put on everything. So you oh, kind of start feeling that way, and you get like, I'm going to go to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I just need something that doesn't have those four spices on it. You know? I'm not proud of they it. They have Outback there? <clears throat> they do. Really? That was the first one. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, my god! You get a Bloomin' Onion. Go get a um, blooming so, onion. So they like to eat there. They like to eat there. But yeah, I mean, I lived there long enough ago that they didn't have a lot of Western yeah. places. They were just starting to have a few. And sure. lived right next door. I mean, worked right next door in Gangnam. Uh, Gangnam Gu. Uh, like, you know, like the Sai song, Gangnam. But yeah, uh, next door was Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not eating there. But then after that first day with the octopus, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there sooner rather than later. <laughs> give me that give me that Zinger burger. They called it Jinga burger. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then, yeah, and Taipei was easy after that. I mean, Taipei is super international. It was open up to the West a lot longer yeah. than Korea. And there's a huge diversity within the foreigner population there. So you've got, you know, Filipino restaurants, you've got Thai restaurants, you've got like an Irish pub with real kind of Irish food. And, and you know, they've got just all kinds of things there. And Taiwanese food itself is great. Just, I mean, the street food there is amazing. Just go get some, you know, chow fan or like dumping, like the kind of the breakfast pancake, you yeah. know? Oh my God, so good. That's awesome. Yeah. So every place is a little different, but I'd say London and maybe Seoul were probably the two hardest to get adjusted to. Yeah, I, I probably Seoul more maybe. 
So more maybe because oh, I was also there longer. I was there for two totally, years, you totally. know. And maybe if I stayed in London longer, I would have had a little yeah, bit more, adapted had more, yeah, had different. Totally. Yeah, totally. You know, living abroad and um, trying to adapt to the food can, can be difficult at first, but it's also an adventure, right? It's just how you look it's at it. It's an adventure. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was pretty game for a lot of things, but again, you know, when you have something like that your first day, you're like, man, you're like, is it going to be like this? But everyone said that's so not Korean. Like they want you. To love their food and love their places and, you know, love their country. And they never would do that. And I'm like, well, I ran into the, <laughs> the wrong Koreans that day. <laughs> so it was really unusual to have that be your first experience there. But, you know, it makes for a story. It's one of my stories. And my little I mean, are you kidding me? That's a, cra- that's a crazy story. Nobody's ever um, trying to think if anybody's ever done something like that to me. No. Yeah. No. Well, no. that's good. Well, some of the guys that get taken to eat dog, which was, you know. Terrible. Uh, they have duck restaurants there, though, uh, in Korea. Oh, wow. That is my all-time favorite. So... They make some kind of gruel. Like, it's okay. like a gruel, like a, a grainy thing, yeah. a little slightly soupy with duck, and it's so phenomenal. And you just go to this restaurant, oh, and they wow. serve duck, like... Five, six, seven different ways. Okay, I was just going to ask. And yeah, then, that's cool. I would want that, right? Like, different oh, styles. yeah, of, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it's okay. so good. But then when they tell you, oh, we're going to... You know, my my aunt's restaurant, it's a duck restaurant. And when they say it, you know, the Korean accent, like you're duck. like, you're like, like du- duck. duck or duck? Duck or duck? <laughs> yeah, dog or I duck. Yeah, totally. Duck. That's hilarious. But I will eat duck. But, you know, wow. I'm going to again to say. I wouldn't eat dog either. I, c- I couldn't do no, that. No, we can't. Uh, we're dog people. No, no. yeah, yeah. That's uh, No, that's, it's that's too, too traumatic. I know it sounds crazy. Kind of in a weird way, like why does one get? We eat all the protein, but I, I know yeah. it is. It but, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, I got two at home, right? So there'd be yeah. weird. Just be like, super. If weird. I had a duck at home, I wouldn't eat duck. Honestly, there you go. I don't know how farmers do it. I don't. I, I, I commend these ranchers and far that have to do the dirty work because I yeah. can't do it. You know, no. I'm a total no. pansy when it comes to that. There's no way I could look them in the eye and like, we got to eat you. I'd be like, I'm starving. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm we're not softy. eating. Yeah, we're not eating. I'd yeah. be, I would start. I guess I would be, you know, yeah. eating plants and shit. I guess I would be. <laughs> I'd be an herbivore. That's right. Um, you know, if that, if that was comes good, I couldn't down go to through it. it. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I can't either. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have to be on an island, right? Like, just need to survive. Like, yeah. It would have to be Lord of the Flies moment. You know? I know. I, I, yeah, that's why I kind of gave up fishing with like, my dad and my uncle and my, you know, grandfather because I was like, oh, I got to like kill it and clean it. And I'm like, yeah, I think, I think I'll find another hobby, man. We're getting to the end, Jolene. It's so, the final push. Yes, we're going to do, it's time for what we call last call. So last call. these are quick fire questions. So just try to yep. answer them as quick as you can. We'll go down the line, but don't okay. worry. You know, do, do what you need to do. It's <laughs> not, nothing crazy going, here. Like, there'll be music over this. <laughs> okay, right? Like, not right now. You don't hear any music, but right. there will be music later. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have given that away. But <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> the, ruined the, the surprise. The music you're hearing is not live. Anyway, <laughs> okay, you're going on a road trip, and you can only take one book. What is it? How, the House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. I don't know it, but look it up, folks. Last Meal. Wow, Last Meal. <laughs> got dark. <laughs> you know, you, you got to pick something. You know, uh, you, you, dude, I just I don't a, know. a hamburger. Like Simple, a you like me. Hamburger. You like me. Yeah. Just something. I'm with you. Yep. I'm totally with you. Okay, what movie... Do you think best represents writing in general? I don't really know how to ask that question, but you know what I mean? Like, 
there's a good hockey movie. There's a good baseball yeah. movie. Like, what's a good writing movie? What is the good, good writing movie? Ooh, I love. Okay, impromptu. 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 It's amazing. Yeah, it came out in like the late '80s or something. But it was okay. like Emma Thompson, Colin Firth, Hugh Grant, uh, Judy Davis, okay. all these Mandy okay. Patinkin, all before oh. they're famous, and it's hilarious. I love Mandy Patinkin. And it's about like George Sands, and she falls in love with. It's the time when she falls in love with Chopin, and Franz Liszt is in it. That's Julian Sands and Bernadette Peters, and they just play these like really like overblown comical. Because they're creatives, but back then they had patrons, you know? Yeah. So they get invited out for a weekend or a week or two weeks at this rich person's house. And, you know, just hilarity ensues. And, of course, you know, Mandy Patikin is like the, the alcoholic ex of yeah. the one who's falling in love with Chopin. Boy, and, you do know this movie. Oh, my God. It's one of my all-time okay. favorites. Okay, impromptu. <laughs> Uh, good writing movie that represents yeah. writing. Great. Awesome. I, I didn't. I was trying to think of one. I couldn't think of one. Okay. Uh, your favorite writer. I know that might be tough. One of your favorite writers. One of my favorite writers uh, is Sanders Cisneros. I love Paul Bowles. I love David Sedaris. Okay. Lots. If you could write for any publication, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to say the Washington Post or Texas Monthly. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, your favorite barbecue spot. In Austin is La Barbecue. Love it. Favorite dish to make at home? Chili. Oh, good answer. You've stated <laughs> before you wish you could sing well. Who would you most <laughs> like to sing like? Who would I most like to sing like? Oh, my God. Some great soul singer. I don't even know who. Okay, I yeah. like that. I'm kind of with you. <laughs> I, that's kind of the voice I would like to. Yeah. Um, an influential woman you admire? An influential woman I admire. That changes all the time like today it's got to be Greta right Greta love it get it girl yep, get it girl love it. couldn't have said that any better get myself. It, Greta. I agree um, name three things in your fridge right now last question goat cheese about 100 <laughs> types of salsa <laughs> and some waterly sparkling water for real L boom <laughs> I love it okay awesome okay guys well that was our show so thank you so much for listening Thank you to Jolene for joining me today for a Thank crazy you. podcast. <laughs> I wish there was a behind-the-scenes camera following yeah. me through all of this. It was absolutely <laughs> Getting nuts. locked out. Um, totally. Um, so uh, Jolene is going home with a bottle of Jaime Spanish Village Salsa. Woohoo! She is also going home with a bottle of Pretty Thai uh, Thai Spice or Sauce. I don't know Woo! what. I've got like Pad Thai, I think. Um, so... You know, check those places out online, Pretty Thai and Jaime Spanish Village. So, yeah. and thank you to Jaime's for providing the, you know, salsa for the show yeah. uh, as well. So, I'm just about to have um, more. Make sure to subscribe on the uh, to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And follow me on Instagram, Patrick Scott Armstrong. You can also follow Jolene on Instagram at JoJo Austin and on yeah. Twitter at Jolene Jernigan. And of course, check mm -hmm. out the Uh Yes. And of course, Check out Hembe. Great meal. Really enjoyed the, the really braised good. Uh, short rib. Or, you know, yeah, I think it is braised. Yeah. Uh, the short rib, the, the chicken, you know, delicious. Really, really good. Yep. So that's our show. I'm Patrick Scott Armstrong. This is the Lone Star Plate Podcast. Until next time.